just want to welcome you to the Fireland Podcast. We just want to give you a little glimpse behind the curtain of Fireland Filmworks to get to know us, what we're thinking about, and to gain a little inspiration uh, along the way. By the way, I'm Tyler, and Jeremy, you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> What's going on, everybody? <laughs> so, uh, a little bit about us. Um, so, Fireland Filmworks was started uh, a couple years ago, but officially launched in May of 2018. And uh, it's been exciting to see it grow and exciting to be um, learning business, learning uh, my craft even at another level, um, learning the craft of filmmaking, content creation. And that's what we've been doing a lot of uh, producing short films for nonprofits and doing content creation for uh, many businesses around this area. Um, and yeah, I'm Tyler Hanson, the owner, and Jeremy is, uh, yeah, he's in charge of client relations um, and social media, that whole side of um, kind of the non filmmaking side. Jeremy is the man. Um, so Jeremy, I, let me ask you a few questions just about yourself, um, about your journey. Uh, so where, where do you feel like you really understood how to inspire people, how to bring them through to a place where they are accomplishing their own goals? Um, tell me a little bit about that source. Um, probably I would say it comes from a lifetime of playing sports and uh, probably having some good coaches that taught me how to probably motivate, motivated me, motivated the people around me and then having a gauntlet of terrible coaches. <laughs> so basically just learning how to motivate myself uh, and kind of pull myself up, encourage myself and basically becoming the coach of my peers. Uh, so in that way, whether whatever sport I was playing, just trying to figure out how to get the best out of the tools that, uh, had in the toolbox. So I think I just kind of took that mentality into, uh, into life from then on. And what have you been doing for the last while? Um, what's, what's been your, what's been your area of focus? Uh, well, I think usually I'm, I'm still in the, in the fitness realm. I think, uh, life got kind of changed around by some eye injuries that kind of changed my projection. So basically went into jobs that I could do without seeing fine details. Uh, and so basically kind of dedicated my life to, to people and, uh, trying to get the most out of, uh, each and every one of them, man, woman, child, grandpa, grandma, whoever it is, doesn't matter. Uh, just trying to get the the fullness out so whether it's the fitness industry or uh audio visual whatever the case may be just um kind of putting everything you have into into people hmm. and so what do you, what do you feel like um is your key to helping somebody unlock their own potential that's first question and second how do you feel like that translates to business and like a team or a corporation even hmm uh, I think basically uh, changing a lot. I think it all comes down to vision, honestly, uh, helping change people's perspective on their own life. 
you know, some, obviously everybody goes through different things, different situations, different struggles. Um, and not a lot of people have somebody, uh, that's helping them change the perspective or to find the gold in it. Um, and so I think you can be affected. I've, I've been effective really, um, seeking people out, which people just aren't used to, uh, especially in a culture where kind of in the a lull of individualism where kind of eyes are just on your own prize and uh and at the end of the day it's kind of a, a lonely street you know when you go home and you're stuck with your own life and everybody has their else own but it's not normal for kind of people to go out of their own way for others um unfortunately and uh and so I think that when you can help somebody redefine what their life looks like and what's possible for them um by changing their story, changing their narrative, changing their view, their mindset on um, what's possible, and regardless of the past, you know what what they're able to do now and and moving forward. Um, and uh, I'm probably my favorite phrase for people is just choosing hope um, and choosing joy, and those things are never out of reach. And if they if they seem like they are, we're not digging far enough. Um, and I think as far as business goes, um, and getting the fullness. Um, I think that those, those same things transfer. I mean, a business and it's basically just a series of stewarded relationships. And so, you know, whether it's personal or business wise, I mean, people have the same desires, you know, people want to be valued and seen and known and, and heard. Um, and people want a place to belong. You know, and so when you approach any relationship, you know, with those things in mind, um, it's a recipe for success, you know, and um, just because of those, you know, those things and, and the power of of gratitude, um, I think gratitude is so important because gratitude breeds humility um, because gratitude is basically, you know, anytime gratitude is thought of, it is a... Um, a recognition that you have something that you didn't earn, you know, that was given to you. Um, and so helping people, you know, dive into the gratitude land, whether it's in fitness world and, you know, having gratitude for their body that they're able to move in, um, or the clothes they're wearing or the job that they have that puts food on the table. You know, when you're just breeding a, breeding a culture of, of possibility and hope and vision, um, but also giving a place where they feel, you know, seen, valued, heard. Um, and for me, I think my vision for whenever I'm in a company is to, um, my goal is to always just bring increase, you know, whatever I'm, whenever I'm around, whoever I'm around and whatever I'm involved in, um, my, I guess my vision always goes to what's missing here and what can I add, uh, to help that thing go further. Um, or depth for other people's dreams that comes kind of from a, a deeper place than me. But I think those things go hand in hand, um, whether it's personal life or uh, in the business world. Oh, man, so good. And that's, you know, really our hope is that, um, you know, we can bring not just um, the solution to a problem, um, maybe that's because somebody doesn't know how to do video or they just want to hand it off to somebody else. Um, but we want to bring life, uh, wherever we're at. And so we, 
really have thought about this for a long time. You know, what's kind of the, the core passion and belief of Fireland Filmworks um, as a media company? You know, our interaction with people in this community, our interaction with, um, you know, the people that are buying the products that we're helping others sell, um, the people that are the customers of our clients. And we, we really boiled that down to one word, and that's relationship. We really believe in relationships. We believe strong and healthy relationships uh, can change um, a, a, a home, a Absolutely. family. Um, they could change a community. They could change a nation. We really believe that. And so we want to be a part of building healthy relationships through what we do. And I believe that film and content spur relationship. Um, as somebody sits down to watch a a film, actually, it's interesting because um, they say that there's actually a chemical released when you connect with a character in a movie, or you connect with, um, you know, somebody. It's in a documentary. You're actually watching unfold live or or in real time. Um, it's a chemical called oxytocin, and it's actually the same chemical that creates a bond between mother and child right after birth when the baby's laid on the chest of the mother. Wow. And so there's actually this incredible bond um, that can happen through a screen that um, is a screen is not organic. It's not, um, you know, presenting somebody's real uh, being in front of you, but it's through this medium that is incredibly powerful that actually tricks our brain into thinking we're actually building a relationship, but our hope and our goal is to actually create that, create real relationships out of the digital content that we create so that we are telling stories that, um, create even change in our, in our communities. So we believe that the sharing of story can, um, build relationships, which can heal, racial divides it can heal generational divides it can be the thing that creates empathy if people are willing to listen to each other and so that is our goal is to is to build relationships through what we do and it's even beyond just the the client relationships that we have it's it's this chain um of relationship that we hope we're built we're making content for our clients that is it is helping their prospective clients really know them and solve problems for them on a whole nother level. Um, because it's more than just business. It's really about us as a human race, um, knowing each other and learning how to work together better. And so that is, if you boil down the why of our company, I would say it's relationships and healthy relationships. So, um, yeah, and what do you have anything to add to that, Jeremy? No, I think that's I think that's spot on. It's exactly what we're after. So, maybe just a little bit about what have has created these values in us. Um, and I'm going to ask Jeremy first a little bit about his story. Um, he shared a little bit about the reasons why he has chosen kind of the path he has chosen. Um, getting injured um, in his eye, actually both eyes. And would you just tell me a little bit about your journey um, down into the hole <laughs> of what you went through, but then coming out and some of the stuff you've learned. So just kind of tell me, tell me that story. Uh, 
see, so uh, basically, the I never really had great eyesight growing up. I always wore glasses and contacts, and uh, basically, a couple years into college, I was uh, playing basketball uh, at a community college, and first eye injury occurred. Basically, had um, an ulcer in my left eye, kind of a, a corneal abrasion um, as well, but basically no doctor, uh, probably saw over 200 doctors and none of them knew what it was or had ever seen anything like it. And, uh, basically you'd walk into one doctor's office and by the end you'd have all 12 doctors in the clinic in the room all saying that you're probably just going to be blind, uh, for the rest of your life in that eye, which is always encouraging when you're 20 years old. And, uh, and so I went through the whole eye patch thing, which is always fun when you're working at a seafood restaurant wearing an eye patch. It's always, uh, a T for the jokes, but, uh, basically continued on and it kind of my basketball playing career. And so basically ended my schooling as well. Cause I was going to school for digital music production. And it's hard to produce music when you can't see the computer screen. Uh, and so I don't know. I, I just never really tended to have a victim mentality. So I basically just decided to go and do what I could do with that. I, that I did have, which was doing personal training and, um, landscape work. And, uh, about a year later, I unfortunately had a, actually a good friend of mine now, but at the time he's one of my players took a chunk out of my other cornea with his fingernail. Uh, I'm pretty sure he touched my brain that day. Cause, uh, the eye poke was no joke, but, um, basically ended up getting scar tissue covering, 90% of both corneas, which left me legally blind, which both eyes are about 2,200. So I always say it's like when you get out of the shower and you look in the mirror, like that fogged overlook is like what the world looked like to me. Um, and that kind of, uh, set me down just an extremely humbling path. I'm an extremely independent person. I like to do things on my own and figure things out on my own. And when you come to a place where you physically just can't do some things by yourself, it just kind of brings you a place of, of humility um, and brings you to your knees. And I mean, I, uh, I've always been a um, probably an optimist to a fault. I've always been a joyful person, um, but that's probably the closest to I got to you know, some kind of depression level when you realize that everything you've worked for, um, everything you've envisioned, everything you dreamed for your life, you know, is, is gone in a, in a moment, you know, and you can't see, you know, I can't do any things that I wanted to do. can't play sports. You know, just thinking about not being able to play catch with your son or see your wife walk down the aisle, you know, brings things into perspective. And, uh, and I just remember there was a, a certain moment that was kind of a breakthrough moment. Uh, I was doing work and basically even when I'd have safety goggles on, something would happen to my eyes somehow. And this day at work, I had a, a wood chip shoot out of a wood chipper and, uh, hit me in the eye and basically I got done with work and I was just so done. Um, I was honestly done just receiving people's sympathy and empathy and, um, didn't want to receive a, a drive home from work from somebody else. And, uh, so basically I started driving home and just got to the point where I was just in so much pain. I pulled over in a, in a Safeway parking lot in Kenmore, Washington. And, uh, basically just had this moment where I just sat there and I just basically called out to God and I was like, God, if you're going to heal me now, like that would be a great 
uh, a great moment right now if you could just take care of that for me. And uh, I didn't get healed in that moment. I just sat there and basically you just start going over everything in your life that you've done, everything that you've worked for, every degree you've accumulated, every certification that you've worked toward, and to realize that none of that mattered, you know, in a moment. And um, basically I sat there and I started thinking about like, what have I done that in my life has had eternal value? You know, offering it to someone else, helping someone else, something outside of me trying to accomplish a task and find a solution or or get to a career or whatever the case may be. What have I done that is has a life lasting impact on someone else? And, uh, you know, it's it's crippling and humbling to like really take that moment and be like, really not that much. You know, and um, and so in that moment, you kind of bring you to that place where you're asking the question of like, who am I at the core and what really matters? Um, and basically that day, like in my mind, like people matter to me. And um, no matter how much disappointment that I had felt, you know, growing up. Um, or things just falling through or with eye injury that just takes you completely off course of what you've ever dreamed for yourself. You realize, um, the importance of people and, and what people have in their life and, um, the things that people take for granted, whether it's their gifts or their time or their money. Um, and at that moment, you know, I just really dedicated myself to, um, one, doing whatever I could to help someone else and everyone else around me that I could, uh, achieve what they wanted to achieve and to dedicated myself to pulling out the goal of every single person that I met, no matter who they were, no matter what their religion, no matter belief system, sex, fitness level, whatever the case may be, is just dedicating myself to partnering with God and looking at that person's life as a place of complete victory. Um, and really doing my, darndest every day to help that person and pull them closer by the way that I treat them. Um, and so I think through all that, you know, I, if I learned anything, it's the difference between vision and sight and sight, you know, is just being able to only see what's in front of you in the moment. And, and vision is, is really, you know, knowing who you are, your identity and knowing what you have and what you carry and knowing where you're going. Not that that's always a point blank period um, destination, but you actually have intention on the daily. You know, it's not always living for tomorrow, but it's actually finding the value in a moment um, and knowing that all you have is the moment. You don't have tomorrow. You no longer have yesterday, but what you do has the wisdom that you gained yesterday and you have a vision of who you're trying to become. And therefore you're making decisions every day that are, yeah, at least you're attempting to take you closer to who and where you want to be. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a, definitely an interesting ride, but I, um, I wouldn't even be close to who I am not going through those times. And I definitely would wish eye injuries on on any other single human being on the planet. But so technically what happened, your cornea? Um, so basically I had uh, a mountain of scar tissue on both corneas, which I ended up having uh, double corneal scraping surgery, which is about as fun as it sounds. Um, 
and gained back about 70% of my vision. Shout out to Dr. Walter Rodkiss. Uh, that's the man. That sounds incredibly painful, Jeremy. It's so cool to see your perspective coming out of that. It's so cool to see your bounce back, even though you had to learn the hard way and kind of have your whole world deconstructed and come to the bottom of your energy and ability and everything. I think it was last week, just writing a lot about hope and writing a lot about um, what is optimism? What is pessimism? You know, in our stories, we have kind of a train of reasoning um, in each one of our lives. We make we make judgments and we make interpretations about our story and who we are as individuals and, you know, the purpose of our life. And I think part of like my job, my job as somebody who makes art oftentimes just get pushed gets pushed to recording what people say and so it's basically just recording their own judgments and interpretations and the story they would tell of their own life but I think I mean I would hope to go deeper than that I would hope to challenge people's conceptions of their story um, hope to craft help them craft their story help them to think back and to possibly help them heal and so how can we both document story and also help people heal um in the telling of their story in the kind of re um i guess acknowledging or i would say looking at their story afresh how have they got their story wrong you know and we've come i've, I've been in the middle of a documentary project where the shooting stopped because the person was not willing to acknowledge um, their story for what it was. And they couldn't be honest with themselves and they were literally blocking out half of their story because, um, because of their interpretation of it. And it was apparent and the kids were saying that's not the way that happened. And so that could have been part of the story, but in this situation, that's not the kind of project it was. But... I think that's, as we talk about relationships, as we talk about um, our perspective on life, it just hits me that that is one of the most important things, is are we making the conclusions about the things that are happening to us and the information that we take in from all sources to, I guess, act as responsible people in this world I'm going to talk a little bit about my story now and a little bit about, um, yeah, where I've come from. I grew up in, in Shoreline, Washington and, uh, was a terrible student. <laughs> I did not, uh, enjoy school at all. And I just wanted to play sports and was really, um, focused on myself, I would say. And, uh, it took a trip after high school, flunking out of high school, to uh, Mexico, southern Mexico, and just interacting with um, the indigenous cultures of Oaxaca and serving with a humanitarian uh, organization that um, basically went up into this remote region in Oaxaca. And we built roads, we um, built uh, churches, we built uh, fish ponds and planted orchards. 
uh, for the people to have some sort of nourishment, um, natural, you know, diet, um, because basically Coca-Cola and a lot of the pastry companies were just pumping sugar into the diets of these people. And so there's no protein, um, no vegetables. And so anyway, just experiencing life, um, outside of a middle-class American house where there's a lot of comfort and a lot of ease and not a lot of expectations. And, uh, so that was when I was like 18 and 19 and just continued to, um, travel around the world, um, with, uh, different college groups, um, with my wife and just interact with culture. And that really has changed my life and opened up my mind to story. And that's a lot of the why of, uh, my interaction with uh, video with you know telling of story is because I believe there's incredible stories that um, we need to hear that are gonna, is going to change our perception of reality um, it's going to change our expectations for our own life and inspire us and so one of my um, in, you know one of the experiences I had you know experiences I had that have meant the most to me that I would say would be coming home and interacting and, and building relationships overseas, but then coming home and interacting with these people on social media, you know, just keeping up with them as, you know, there's major natural disasters, you know, let's say in Nepal and I had a friend in Nepal um, that I had met over there or the coast of India or in Europe somewhere um, just to kind of have this connection and web of relationships around the world. And so that has really been, an incredible inspiration to me. Um, and it's a lot of why, yeah, it's basically the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is, is because I believe that through media, through to the telling of story, we can build a stronger humanity. We can, um, help ourselves find purpose. We can grow, um, as we interact with people from other cultures and as we dive into our own communities and find the cultures in our communities, whether, um, a different family, a different, um, you know, even racial culture, socioeconomic culture. Um, we need to break out of ourselves and break out of our comfort zones to experience life and see them see life through other people's eyes. And so that's, I think a lot of what drives me to tell stories is just a curiosity, a curiosity about other people, a curiosity about their life. And, um, it is a never ending curiosity. I mean, I, I'm kind of like, if I could like open the door without any repercussions of somebody's house and just kind of explore their house, you know, <laughs> or their basement, <laughs> you know, or their attic, it just so, so interesting to me. Not that like I would ever do that. Um, but it's just kind of that sort of never ending curiosity and even more so interior life of people of human beings is so interesting why they make the decisions they do what influences them um so yeah it's a little bit about me it's gold let's just wrap this up um and yeah just thank you for joining us today thank you for uh listening to our rambling about what's on our mind and what inspires us and uh we just encourage you to go out and shoot and uh check out our website um, filelinefilmworks.com uh, we're going to be posting more stories um, in you know places to interact so go on there and uh, 
follow us and on, on social media as well, Instagram and Facebook. Um, we're going to be getting stuff up here. So where can they find you? Um, Tyler Hansen underscore film is my, is my Instagram. What's yours? Jer underscore am underscore I. Great. Follow it. Um, yeah, let's, uh, tune in next week as we, uh, have a new episode up every week so we will stay in touch violent film works (laughs) don't (laughs) go